1: Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am here in Seattle. It's happened. The road trip, my odyssey out, has <laughs> finally completed. Uh, I know that we said we were going to try to do something on the road like, oh yeah, this will be fun. Uh, no, uh, it turns out driving 40 hours in four days is a particularly tiring experience. Hopefully you guys saw the article I wrote For Esports Heaven, I did a piece for them on how oversaturation is slowly killing the esports market, which, you know, I would really appreciate I'm going to link in the description here. You guys should go check that out. That's something I wanted to talk about for a long time. But I put all my thoughts on that there. We're here to discuss this whole, you know, finals thing. I think there was like a world championship or something since the last time we talked. I'm not sure. I have no idea what you guys are talking about.
0: That... Did not happen. Yeah. I mean, that. Such
1: thing. <laughs> Obviously, there are these really important IEM tournaments that everyone's taking super seriously, we have to talk <laughs> about. And then, of course, the Breaking Point Team Liquid documentary that uh, has
0: been called news. by
1: Thorin the best esports documentary since some <laughs> documentary that came out like eight years ago that I've never heard of. So, as far as I'm concerned, this might be just the best esports documentary. We're there. <laughs> but when I say we, of course, I am referring to my good friend and co-host, Walter See these Walter, how are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great. I am not in Seattle. I am instead live in the Rough Draft Studios in yes. gorgeous Rochester, New York, which has been it's been very weird. Like last week before Halloween, it was like snowy. Like I actually mm-hmm. had to like scrape the ice off my car when I went to work. And, uh, yeah, like today it was like sixty five and I was driving around with my windows down, like, eh, whatever, who cares going with so, it, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's been it's been a little weird the like change of weather has really like dried out my sinuses and given me headaches all day, so, but I'm here, I am excited. It has been a very, very long time since uh since we talked to esports. yeah, and, it, uh, it, here's the yeah. Fun
1: thing viewers at home. We haven't talked about any of the things on this podcast, so this is going to be our live, completely unprepared reactions to all of this. <laughs> to each so, other. I, I cannot imagine. It's just, it, this is really exciting for me, because usually by this time, we've texted each other about a thousand things. Like, neither one of us watched the finals live. Nope. I want to point that out. Nope. I, I mean, is that on the finals? Is that on on Riot for how they promoted it and what happened, or is this just the hangover that naturally comes from the fact that rocks versus SKT happened.
0: Oh, I just, I, in two Korean teams. I didn't care. I'll be, I'll be in that camp. I just didn't mm-hmm. care. I didn't care about the outcome. I didn't, there was no story in this for me. There was no narrative that was like, I have to be home to watch that game. Mm. Like maybe that's riots fault for not overhyping it, not coming up with an interesting storyline to go into it. Um, it seemed like their major push was, Oh, it's SKT versus Samsung. Like, The two organizations that could potentially have multiple world championships. Like, come on, dude. This isn't the same organization. This is not the same, Samsung. Let's stop trying to lie to ourselves. Like, this is such a different team that it's it's not even funny. The only player that was part of that organization was Kuve. And he was, like, the substitute sub. Like, when their substitute top laner was in solo queue, it was like, oh, I, I got an itch. Or, like, I have to go to the bathroom. He would turn to Kuve and be like, yo, come in here. come, Yeah. And be like, all right, cover for me for five minutes. And he'd go and do his thing and then come back. And then Kuve would bow out and be like, oh, yeah, no problem, dude. Like, yeah, don't worry. I got you like 10 CS. Like, don't worry about it. That's, that is how insignificant he was to that organization when they won a world champion. And I'm pretty beyond. sure,
1: like, I don't, I have to double check the age for a second, but I'm pretty sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't think he was even eligible to play. Back when they were winning a championship, which I think says more about just how new this team is. It was very much a team of young bloods. It was very much a team of, you know, fresh meat kind of coming together and a whole bunch of cast-offs and whatever. Okay, he was 20, so he was eligible to play. He just wasn't good enough at the time. But to be fair, it was white and blue, the two best teams in the world. I I get why he wasn't playing. Um, I... I will say this. Uh, I have respect for the Samsung organization. Uh, the coaching staff has remained consistent. And I think the coaching staff that managed to get two squads to be the two best teams in the world in 2014 deserve some credit. But no, this is not the same org. This is not the same teams. The the players that were on those teams were players that are now playing in China, in China? underwhelming <laughs> ourselves there. You know, I... It's just it you can't sell it that way and and the problem that we have is that you know, it's like, oh, well, what's the obvious story for Samsung? Well, they've won thirteen straight. Okay, well, who did they beat? Ah, uh, Western teams and Albus Knox Luna. Oh so Western teams, yeah, so hey, again, I refuse to allow any Western fan to claim any claim to Albus Knox Luna because there's no way any of you would have done it before the
0: World Championship. But they are the INTZ is a a Western team. They reside in the Western Hemisphere. Sure, we can pretend that all we want. Turkish teams are are Western teams, technically. Yeah, and
1: the Canadian Football League competes for the American National Championship because they're part of North America. That's how that works, right? That's the, no, the they're that's they're, the, that's they're, the they're an American champion, but they're an American champion, right? Whoever no, they're
0: the there? world champion. Oh. Football Super Bowl winners, the world champions. Let's not get <laughs> ourselves world champions. Man. I, I
1: I feel like they would. There needs to be some international competition before we give that title. You know, <laughs> let's let's expand the NFL. They're trying to go to London. <laughs> they'll get there. They'll get there. Oh, God no, Please it's good. No. It's gonna be great. I. <laughs> I mean, look. That's the problem, though. Like, we've already run out of things to say about Samsung. That we're making references about the NFL expanding to London. That's where we
0: are. Ran out of anything to say about Samsung because, like, I didn't want to talk about about Ruler.
1: Yeah, there, I mean, there's some there's some good players on this team. I mean, Ruler, pretty damn good. Ruler's going to be has to be Rookie of the Year, right? I mean, we can Absolutely. we can finally put to bed. Would Absolutely. you say how would you compare him to what we saw from say Sven last year? when Sven was tearing it up in the group stage and managed to almost single handedly will that team to the semis. Like are we talking do you feel like it was a better performance? Do you feel
0: like it was about there? Like like See, where do we put this? I don't- I don't think Ruler really blossomed until you got into like the elimination rounds, especially yeah. the semifinals and, in, and the finals. Like the finals were definitely his best performance of the tournament. They really got through groups and into the elimination matches on the backs of Crown and on the back of Ambition, mm-hmm. um, and then Kuve. Kuve really did a lot of the heavy lifting against H2K. So I wouldn't necessarily compare it, but this is a guy that really, for me, kind of was more of a utility, you know, tertiary carry earlier on in the year. And then as we got towards worlds, it became more and more apparent that Crown is not going to beat Faker. Crown is Mm -hmm. not skilled enough to beat Faker, even if Faker wants to continue to handicap himself by putting himself on control mages, which i have something else to say about that later. (laughs) It's actually a positive thing. Oh. Uh, And yeah, it was positive. And Kuve is there are some matchups where kube is going to be able to snowball and just absolutely control it. And there's mm-hmm. others where you just can't do that in the matchup. You just have to try and go even. Yeah. So the fact that ruler was really able to kind of strut his self- stuff had really, really good showings in all five games, even their losses mm-hmm. was really, really impressive. And now with news of like deft wanting to come back from China to Korea, because he wants to win a world championship again. Um, This is another team that it feels like Deft really can't join this team, can he? Like, are you going to stunt this really good young AD carry and have him, you know, partially play time with Deft? Or So I I think Ruler was definitely like, if I'm going to pick an MVP of Samsung's run, it's going to be Ruler to me because he had the most improvement over the course of the entire tournament.
1: I mean, he definitely is most improved from start to finish. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Whether he's the most impactful player on the team, I'm more hesitant to say that. You never felt like the team was playing through their bot lane. That's just not how they structured themselves. It's True. C- certainly, you can make a case that ambition would, you know, like to go down and get that early dragon. They got a lot of first dragons in this series. Got a ton of dragons. They they really did prioritize that well, but it mostly came off of making plays in the mid lane. You know, trying to you know we ha- saw Crown got a solo kill on Faker in game one. And then suddenly that meant that, you know, they could go down and take a dragon and, you know, they really tried to, you know, at the very least keep Crown in the series and keep him relevant in an in a otherwise very difficult matchup to say the least. You, you mentioned Faker being on Control Mages. I did not particularly like the let's just play him on Orianna style, which is something that happens every year at Worlds, and I just have to accept that this is a thing nowadays, but, you know, it wasn't something that we saw a lot in the group stage. It wasn't really until the semifinals that we really started seeing it often, and it kind of came at this whole, well, it's safe, and it's convenient, and we can early rotation it, and it doesn't really matter what they pick into it, because Oriana is Oriana, and she'll always have value, but... Even when Faker had the opportunity for counters like Game 4, he just went into the Oriana.
0: What did you think about their strategy there? So, I don't have a problem with it. I'm actually... Hmm. It says a lot to me about Faker as a player. And I I tend to view Faker as Kobe Bryant. I don't view him as MJ. I don't view him as Faker. MJ actually might be a little bit more comparable because of just the way that he's influenced league of legends as a whole as a player but i look to him very much like kobe very much this i'm gonna go in and practice you know 16 hours a day i hear more stories about kobe bryant being in the gym at 4 a.m than i do mj and maybe that's just because when i was born i was i was you know six or seven when i was watching mj at his height and winning championships i I was
1: gonna say that's almost entirely because of when you were born because he was a gym rat i say
0: kobe I, I look at him. and see Kobe. He's yeah, this, gen, you know. He's a Kobe Bryant, hardworking guy. He's constantly practicing. You know, he doesn't have that visceral kind of like snarl that Kobe does to like younger players of like, no, I'm the star. You hold my jock strap, essentially. Yeah. But there was definitely this. The course of this tournament, you watched the semifinals when he was in New York. All of rocks are like, hey guys, how's it going? Like, oh, all of SKT was stone face yeah baker gave a little like queen wave but stone face his entrance in the the opening ceremony for world for worlds the joke was he was using a champion ability it was petrifying gaze he was stone cold killer yeah every time you looked at him when he was on that stage he didn't care yeah he had some frustration when he was getting solo killed because it was so unlike him to like lose these duels and this is reminding me of late stage kobe Last, you know, three or four years of his career where he realized, I can't take these guys on drives anymore. I can't take it off the bounce. I can't, you know, my shot's starting to get away from me. So what did he do? He redefined his game and said, I'm going to start posting these guys up. I'm stronger. He went and learned from the best in Hakeem Olajuwon. And that's how I view this sort of control mage aspect to Faker's game. It's him understanding, one, the champions aren't in the meta for me to just style on kids anymore. And two... Mechanically, these youngsters have caught up to me. Mechanically, I can't just overwhelm them. Intellectually, they're getting smart enough to start understanding the damage calculations the way I do. There were a couple of times where he just got caught. He just blatantly got caught. He got surprised. He's like, oh, there's no way he can kill me. Oh, he killed me. Oh, there was a jungler there. Oh, Oh, like you would just tell like there was pieces of information his brain wasn't processing or didn't know was there. And he said, okay, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to put myself in the best place that I can to help my team succeed in the hole. And all the champions that he played in that in that final, he's playing the Oriana, he's playing the Victor, he's playing the Rise, towards the end of the tournament, are champions that he doesn't have to style on crown early game. Right. Doesn't have to crush them. All he needs is that one or two team fights later in the game where he knows, I am better at making decisions. I know better than these other players. Mm-hmm. And that's where he shined. His Oriana shockwaves were Almost as good as Smeb's Ketanalt, as as the, the pinnacle Smeb Ketanalt. He had a ton of those kind of plays where you're just like, bam, he turned it. Yeah. That was the place SKT needed, and he could only do it with Oriana. He could only do it with Rise.
1: Well, and, and this is where I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, because when you say he reminds you of Kobe, he reminds me of LeBron James. Because what I saw in this series— was him understanding, like, look, I can have a game like Rise game two. He just styled on people, yeah. he totally has that game. I, I, I don't think it's the, the fading Kobe era where it's like, oh, I don't, I can't quite beat them on the drive. I can totally beat them on the drive if they gave me a champion to do it, but Rise yeah. was banned, Central was perma banned. He didn't have access to those kind of champions at Cassiopeia is surprisingly just not a thing he does. You you, you look at, you know, the champion Ocean that we give him. He only played Cassiopeia two times in this tournament, and he was one and one on the champion. And neither one of those were particularly impressive games. He didn't do very well with it in the playoffs. That's not to say... I'm not questioning our Lord and Savior Faker here. I'm just saying, (laughs) of all the things that he could do, that did not seem like one he was very comfortable with. But... It's one of those things where he was willing to do what he felt the team needed. That game one with the Oriana, he was the guy coming in and setting up plays. Game three, I felt like he was the reason they lost that game. Because when they needed him to set up plays, and they needed him in those key team fights, he was out of position. either wasn't there or he was being killed off the side because Crown had gotten him in a stun and then Ruler you know, ping, you know pinged him down, and that was that. I mean, yeah. there's no reason they should have lost Game Three. There should have been a three-zero. That was entirely just I miscommunications did. on that end. But then you look at Game Five. This is LeBron's Game Seven. He digs deep, and he says, "I'm gonna beat you at the best thing that you do." And you just what? And you can't do anything against it. And Crown was just out, outplayed, outmatched, out everything. There's nothing he can do in that matchup. The, he, the he never had balls, a
0: chance. The balls Kakoma has in that draft. First rotation! Ash, Ash victor against Olaf. Right! That's what I'm looking at. You're <laughs> two champions that are like crowd control and like big bursts against an Olaf. That Olaf should have been on top of the Ash every single oh team God. fight. And they just, they played it masterfully. The Trundle and LeBron were absolutely excellent yeah. secondary picks to go, we're going to show you what our team composition is about straight up. Beat it, and they knew Samson couldn't beat them on the big stage. I think that shows an incredible amount of cojones on on Kakoma's part, and it shows the faith that he has in his carries. It shows the faith he has in Faker on the Rift. It shows the faith that he had in Bang. It shows basically all five of those guys, this is the composition that we're going to win with, the stereotypical SKT mid-to-late-game team fighting composition. Right. Let's make Samson prove they can beat it, and they couldn't. They played against the core J.J. Tom Kench about as well as you could have. They gave Ruler Jan, which he had excelled at throughout the entire tournament. And Kube was on a tank. Like That was about as perfect a composition for both teams as you could have asked for, uh, with the exception being I w- if Crown had gotten victor instead of Cassiopeia. Right. So. Which, I mean,
1: a- and to be fair, we already knew that Koma felt like his team couldn't lose. That's why Blank came in in Game 4. <laughs> like, like, let's be real here. Like, this is, you know, game one was relatively close, but it was, you know, it was one of those things where Faker had a surprisingly weak laning phase. That doesn't yeah. usually happen. You mm-hmm. know, they, they knew that they felt comfortable in that situation. He had a couple great ults toward the end. Team fights were never in doubt. Game two is a stop. And at this point, they say, there's no way we're losing this series. And game three, they blow the game. It is an incredibly winnable game. Nine times out of ten, they win that game. Mm -hmm. But they were terrible on their objective control. They gave up too many dragons. They're warding. You know, they got sloppy, essentially. And they lost that game because of it. Even though Samsung needed three barons! Three barons! (laughs) To close that game out! And an elder! What in the world was that game? ah, God, it was so crazy. and then Game 4, you know, going into Game 4, they're like, we don't care. We we know that last loss was a fluke. We know that we're still the best team on the Rift. They throw Blank in there. Blank wasn't the problem. Again, I, I did not like Faker on Oriana very much. I did not feel like he had the laning presence that you would have wanted from him. And it, when Victor was picked, like, <laughs> you would think there would be a counter there. <laughs> Apparently... Faker just wanted to play Orianna a lot. <laughs> but even with that, even with all of that, they go in with that exact confidence you just mentioned in game five. Yeah, sure. We'll first pick our mid laner. We'll take, ban- we'll take uh, Ash against Olaf. We have no problem with any of this.
0: Jesus. And
1: that's, if I'm Samsung, that's when my heart sinks. <laughs> because we just beat them twice and they're not afraid of us. <laughs> they're still so assured. It's like game five, we got this. It's the Faker eating a bite of chocolate backstage moment. You know, he's like, I I was a little worried after game two against Rocks, but then we won game three and I knew we were good. I mean, after game three, but we won game four and I knew we were good. I just game five, SKT knew they had it. And that's the legacy, I think, that SKT leaves after this series. You now have three-time world champions, Faker and Banky. You've got two-time world champions with Bang and Wolf. And, you know, Blank's going to get to say he was a world champion. It's going to be one of those things, like, sure, you are, Blank. Sure you are. Good. But
0: but, good, well, good well, for well, you. but he played during he played during the, the group stages. Like he yes. played solid and got them to the playoffs. It's not he his fault. He of- was fine. I don't know. He, he played. He played half the games. He, he played ten games. He, and Benji played ten games.
1: Come he on. played a significant number of games. He absolutely okay. deserves he played that. Played the entire regular season. He did. He
0: was on the team that won MSI,
1: it wasn't Benji at MSI. It was Blank. But Look, there's there's the a reason that he was a liability in the semifinals and the finals. And that's the only like. Again, I understand. That's that's. I, I'm being a little harsh <laughs> on Blank. You're being pretty harsh on Blank. Look, how many times did they what, what did we say going into the the, the finals last uh, 2 weeks ago? I believe it was we gonna see we're not going to see blank. Why in the world after that perform like he look, the big stage is hard for people. He was a rookie. I mean it, it, this is one of those things like we talk about Ruler being a rookie. He had nerves of steel in this series. Blank showed a little bit of nerves. And I think game 4 was the best he's looked since the bracket stage. I thought that he did his job just fine. I, I, I feel like they kind of left Duke, you know, hung to dry, which was a problem because... Yeah,
0: but Duke was fine. Duke wasn't a problem in any of these
1: games. Well, well it wasn't that Duke was a problem. It was that Cuvee was a problem for them in Game 4. Like, they gave Cuvee like, enough breathing yeah, room. Yeah, they gave
0: him the cannon. That's and
1: exactly what... Yeah, they didn't help Duke. They just left Duke. They're like, ah, you got killed once or twice. It'll be fine. And then cannon ults. And Olsen, you're like, ah, not <laughs> <laughs> that's not fine. That's not But... But that's the the legacy, right? Is that this is an SKT team, three-time world champions. And in Game 5, in both the semifinals and the finals of this series, of these last two series, they didn't break a sweat. They knew from start to finish that they were the best team on the Rift. And that's the kind of dynasty that we don't see very often. If you're going to make a case as to why Western fans should care... Name the organizations that have won three times in four years in traditional sports in the modern era. The New England Patriots, 2001 to 2004. Lakers. The, the Showtime Lakers, which, you know, get, you know, you get cut off there. Or not it's not the, Showtime, the Lakers. Showtime Lakers. Showtime Lakers are Magic Showtime 2.0. You know, the Kobe the Kobe-Shack Kobe-Shack era. Shaq era. era. Oh, okay, give me a good nickname then. We need a nickname. I want okay, – if Showtime 2.0 doesn't work, Diesel give me a good Kobe. Nickname. I don't know.
0: Yeah. This, there you go. It was ter- terrible nickname. It was like. terrible. Well, it, was, t- it was Shaq and Kobe. It was like, Shaq like and Kobe comment, and
1: subscribe with your name for the <laughs> Shaq and Kobe era for the 2000s Lakers on our eSports podcast. Um, but that's it the like ages? like we're done like the Yan- they didn't win three and four years not in the modern era that's, that's true that's, that's true. i mean the 90s yankees won a whole bunch but where that's you uh, know that's pre, not free or that's pre-free agency yeah that's i mean that's where we are guys like yeah. and th- and this is with china buying every player who was worth a damn for years like they're that's back and now they're coming back it's the unexodus. What? what is there a word for
0: that I, I don't know. I asked on Twitter, "What's the antonym for Exodus?" And no one told me. Yeah, so
1: it's, it's the, you know, it's the great coming home where where Korea is going to say, "Oh man, now you're giving us all this talent back." Like, oh, thank you, thank you so much.
0: The great Asia, the great Korean migration. Oh my is that god, that are going to call it? The that's, great
1: that's Everybody where we are. Is- but I mean how are you gonna remember this team because I mean I, I could say all these platitudes but you're 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 saying as a western fan you didn't even care about this series I mean what are what are they to you at the end this, of the day
0: this this was the series this was the tournament that cemented Bengi's legacy as one of the greatest of all time yes not that he is the best player like I say greatest of all time you can call p- someone the greatest of all time and they don't have to be the physical best player ever right. you don't remember guys like, Robert Ori because he's the greatest basketball player of all time, but he's one of the greats. Yes. He's one of the most clutch players in in NBA history. And I know Thorin did his entire video and he called Bengi Derek Fisher. I think he's Robert Ori. I truly think that he he is Robert Ori where he is this guy that is now proven. You throw him into these clutch situations where you need a guy that's got experience. There were times where where, where Duncan and Kobe have all said, like there have been times where I'm like, I would normally take the shot but I got Robert Ori on my team. I'm going to give it to yeah. him. Cuz Robert Ori's clutch factor was like he was like 90% for like game winning shots yeah. in the playoffs in the last minute. And, like, and it's incredible.
1: And for the record, Derek Fisher's the same way. Like I don't feel it's like that's damn inaccurate. Yeah. People. It's a, it's the, the two of them if you if you showed me 10 clips and blurred out the number on the back of the jersey and asked which one was Robert Ori and which one was Derek Fisher,
0: eight.
1: I mean, yeah. Eight. <laughs> one was a small forward power forward. One was a point guard I mean fair but you get my point bald. like like, at the, like either way it's an important role and you know what I'll put it this way right the League of Legends Hall of Fame is going to exist one day and when we're talking about the best junglers Bangi is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and whenever Karza retires he's not he'll get there maybe second or third try he'll get acknowledged eventually ben- ben- But is
0: the, the greatest role player Yes, in League of Legends history is I I think how we have to look at his lens I don't think there's been anyone that supports his team and supports his star in the way that that Bengi has for SKT and for Faker in particular I brought this story up like three or four times every time we talk about Bengi let's not forget this is the guy that changed his entire playstyle because he saw his friend was struggling and it was like well we're both carries we both can't be carries so I'm going to do whatever I can do to facilitate Faker and make him a star. Right. He's the Carl Rove of SKT.
1: So here's my question <laughs> to you, Walter. Okay. It's the question no one wants to ask, but though we have to answer. Okay. Which Chinese team buys Faker and Bengi this offseason?
0: No one. Faker,
1: faker said, Faker has been quoted in interviews as saying that he would not consider leaving for China until he had accomplished basically what he did, which was you know, win that third title and prove that he is the best player that has played the game. That is cemented. That's not being challenged.
0: Here, here's the Why thing, Why in though, the world
1: would he not go get it? Keep, you know, keep getting them checks, Jalen Rose style. Why would you not get the paycheck? Has Deft and
0: Ponder coming home because all these Koreans are talking about coming back to Korea, coming mm-hmm. back to dethrone the SKT throne and mantle. And sure, there is a chance that yeah, maybe he does leave. Maybe he leaves, but he's going to be sitting there in China and he's going to be watching as these other players chip away at the SKT legacy by winning by winning, you know, LCK Spring, by win- going to MSI and crushing an MSI. Let's not forget the quote that Impact had to Piglet about it doesn't matter what Koreans are on the team. It matters the other three players around him. What three players can you put in China around Faker that are going to make that team a world championship team? And how much money are you going to have to pay to do that? I understand that the Chinese guys, blank check, don't yeah, care. Money doesn't. I'll, I'll throw dad's money around or my money around all I want for whatever. Yeah. I think, though, when he looks at the talent that's going to be coming back, the talent that's grown up, he almost lost to Rocks Tigers. It was a close series. Let's not kid ourselves. Close. They almost lost to Samsung. It was a close series. Eh. KT knocked them out of their fourth finals in a row. They That's could have had four Korean finals in a row, and KT knocked them out and put away, put you know SKT out of the way for that number one seed out of Korea, and forced them to have their you know another grudge match with Rocks in the semifinals of Worlds. Mm-hmm. Let's not kid ourselves; there is still so much that is riding against Faker and his legacy in Korea if he wants to go down. Not necessarily the only greatest. League of Legends player, but the greatest esports player of all time, or the greatest Korean esports player of all time, or any of these things. I agree with Thorin. He's got a long way to go until he catches up with someone like Flash. I yeah, thought that yeah. Thorin's argument about that was was really really well done. Yeah, it was it was, gr- and that's that's where he's going to have the hardest challenges in Korea. It's not going to be in China. If he wants to retire and he wants to go, you know, live in the retirement home and not be practicing sixteen hours a day to be the best player in the world, absolutely. But He still has that drive. When you look at his interviews and everything that he said, I think he stays in Korea.
1: Well, that's and that's going to be the ultimate kind of scale, you know, balance of scales, right? Is on the one hand, in League of Legends right now, the average career asks lasts for less than a year, even if you're on one of the best teams. Like Mm -hmm. this is, you know, we see players come and go like this, and. Even the best players, like we thought it was a huge accomplishment when Dyrus and Yellowstar, you know, Yellowstar just finished a sixth <laughs> year of competitive play. Yeah, a whole six years. You know, there are NFL and NBA players who are in year 14, 15, 16. But, you know, <laughs> that, that six years is a huge deal that Yellowstar retired, guys. I mean, Oh, yeah. And, and, and we called him, like he's washed up. It's been too many years. It's too much of a toll. Like we use the same kind of language. Well, Fakers, I mean, this is going to be, he's finished four years now. He's won three championships. And if we're saying six years is about when the game changes so much and the hours are so insane and what you have to do to not only be the best individual player, but to keep mm-hmm. winning as a team just wears I like you down. I, I'm not saying that, I mean, we, it is unprecedented. What we would be asking for Faker to do to match Flash is unprecedented in team-based games. Now, granted, League of Legends success is unprecedented in, in team-based games. We haven't seen yeah. an esport like this basically ever in Korea uh this is the first you know this is why he's the first Banhua that not be in Starcraft yeah he is you know Starcraft is an individual game in which the hours aren't you know quite as insane (laughs) they're they're insane but you have a lot of time in between tournaments and there are these kind of you know and and at least for Brood War, like that game stayed the same for a long time. You know, this yeah. was the day, pre, you know, pre, you know, patch updates every three months right. or so. Like you could learn and master the game and know that you'd mastered it, and mm-hmm. then it was just about getting those teensy tiny little edges. League yeah. of Legends, I mean, who the hell knows what's going on with the plants right now? Like, could you imagine right now being a jungler and being like this? Like, first I had to learn. Oh, little hello! Dragons. I didn't
0: know you you were talking to a jungle mate or anything. Hi there! We've been doing this for five years. I know. Rock I'm talking, sorry. I was talking about a jungler that people care about outside of this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just to tilt you, it's fine. I look. I'm. I'm sorry. You have to deal with plants. No one asked for this.
0: No Yo one man, deserves this. You know, I am so. I am so <laughs> angry about. The plants, I am so disappointed in all the jungle chains. I haven't played them. I haven't done PBE anything. I have an account. I haven't downloaded anything. I don't care. I'm just listening to what everybody else has said. I've seen all their videos. Yeah. I am so depressed about this. I'm just playing mid lane Swain and making people hate their lives and ranks. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to play Swain. I'm going to be a mid lane Swain main now because I don't know what to do in the jungle. And I'm, <laughs> whatever. It's okay. This might be what finally tilts me over the edge of not wanting to play jungle anymore. And I've been playing jungle since season two, folks. It, it, I have jungled when Maokai was a thing, damn it.
1: <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Riot's killing my favorite Echo build because for whatever reason, they refuse <laughs> to accept he's not an assassin. Like, I'm sorry. He's, he's It's okay. You know that? Like, it's okay for him to be, you know, good wave clear and be able to build tanky and be fine. Like, nerf is, nerf is damage ratios. I don't care. I I, I like having the security that comes from O'Reilly his passive. Line. It's
0: fun. <laughs> what? Go back to the Aurelio line, where it's just gap closer, gap closer, gap closer. Yeah, I just...
1: <laughs> ah, yay, yay. I, I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, it's just... The, the whole point of that is that it is really hard to keep adapting to a game that changes as much as League of Legends does. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, God, just think about how many mages changed in six point nine, and that was mid season. That was, hey, I know you've been working for fourteen hours every day for like five months, but now let's change an entire part <laughs> of your pool. Yeah, no worries though. You're you're cool with that, right? Okay, awesome. Keep going then. It's it's just it's a very let Exhausting me completely redo
0: your core champion and still have people be scared to death to
1: play against yeah, it. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and for the record, right, like this is why I, I wrote an article about the oversaturation in the market and the need for an offseason. Because what they're asking, like, like SKT isn't done. They've got to play in the Kespa Cup. How insane is that? Could you imagine? I mean... Well, first, we're actually going to get into this. Like, could you imagine a North American team like TSM now going to, like, an international competition? And the answer is no. No, you can't. They would forfeit their seat immediately. Uh, but but before we get into that, I mean, I don't it's – a, it's a tough balance. I'm interested to see what Faker does. If he takes the money, if China offers him $3 million for the year, I wouldn't blame him. And he could always come back to Korea. Either it would be the equivalent of when Michael Jordan played baseball for a year. You just play, except it's like he's still playing League of Legends. He'll just be in China. He'll make his three million, and then I'll come back, and it'll be fine. Like it's not like he won't be welcomed back with open arms if people start saying like maybe Faker's not the best. Like you, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see what happens with him. I'm curious to see what happens with the Samsung roster. Like thirty seconds. Yeah. What do you think happens?
0: Uh, uh, maybe a support upgrade. I don't see a whole lot happening with this roster. I think uh, I think Ruler is a really solid piece. I think Kube is a good complementary role player. You want to keep going with him yeah. as long as he doesn't fall back to earth. Because this year this split was kind of kind of not typical of him. Um, no. Ambition is one of the top five junglers in the world. Got to keep him. Um, Crown. There's something to be said for how good his victor play is. That's he true. is probably the best victor in the world. Like, he is an exceptional... Outside of maybe Rookie. Rookie's a really, really good R- rookies
1: player,
0: Yeah, we, um, we
1: forget how many players are stranded God, in China who are just a really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so Peaking of players would will... be welcomed home. Rookie, man.
0: <laughs> nah, he's making way too much money <laughs> on now, IG. Now, he's Kakao... Totally Kakao can stay over there, right? We agree on Kakao that? Kakao can stay. Kakao yeah. and Imp can stay there. Imp, Imp is... Yeah, it's having a good time in China. You can just stay there. Uh. Um I think I think support is definitely a position they can upgrade. Wraith and Core JJ, if they could like combine their powers together, they would create like a very competent support, but like each is like one piece of the puzzle. Um and then I think mid lane, like Crown has really got to expand his champion pool and, and kind of get a little bit more aggressive in laning phase instead of just like sitting back and being like, I'm okay losing by 30 CS every single game. Don't worry about me, guys. Like yeah. I mean, he beat Ryu. Technically, That's... he beat Ryu's like CS numbers, and Ryu's he needs to not become Ryu. Let me put it that way. Yeah, he needs to become a better version of Ryu. Is, is what I expect. So, so probably support in in middle sees potentially some changes. A secondary player, yeah. maybe BDD should come and like be the substitute. Oh god! Oh god! or something. I don't look, know.
1: Look, it's for the tilt, can, can we tilt. start a uh, a foundation? The Save BDD Foundation. <laughs> As a CJ Entis fan, I, here let me let me get in my my commercial moment. Okay, people at home, thousands upon thousands of League of Legends viewers have been severely impacted by CJ Entis syndrome, where they are stuck watching a team filled with talent, wasted away year after year, to no advantage, to no avail, floundering in the depths of an organization. That has no idea what the hell they're doing there are players like bdd and ghost that have been lost that need your help with just one reminder on inven every day you can let korean teams know that there were two talented players who they should give a crap about this offseason and that with the right love and care if they are sent to the right home they too can become a real League of Legends player one day, <laughs> please, please keep them in your <laughs> thoughts and prayers.
0: I can't wait till you see this video. Oh my god! I, I can't wait
1: till you see it. I, it's gonna be great. Oh, I, I, I swear to God, the save the save CJ at this Foundation really that I, I, there needs to be a support group for fans, and there needs to be a save the players. I mean, Ambition got saved. Like, that's that's the perfect example. Like, Ambition was the worst juggler because they had no idea how to convert a player into anything. They have no idea how to coach talent. I'm, I'm, they just I'm, lacked
0: Ambition. You know what? That's what it really was. They just lacked Ambition.
1: <laughs> okay. You know, this, this is this is on me. I, I let it get to the CJ at this point. This is on me. I deserved that. <laughs>
0: i'm so funny
1: we're gonna we're gonna
0: move on i I have one question before we move on before we move on to the tournament formerly known as like the best international tournament (laughs) outside of worlds i gotta ask you like the most important question about worlds yes what are the five six champion skins that get picked what are the six champions let's Uh, go
1: i mean first of all uh wolf wants karma so So wolf wants wants karma yeah yeah so we can get that uh duke can have poppy or rumble take his pick i think he'll go rumble I say NAR NAR would also work. Because they choose Gnar,
0: champions that were relevant yeah. to their run.
1: That's yeah, definitely. Rumble was relevant in the group stage. But yeah, no, NAR
0: would work. I uh, think that's... Th- they're already on record as to who they want, right? Yeah, but I'm asking who do you think they should pick. That's what I'm asking. Okay, you. That's so yeah, Gnar said Karma. Who do you think he should pick?
1: NARMO. yeah. Well, I, I think Karma works for him. I, 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 I agree with Karma, yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, you, can't, you
0: can't pick Zyra. There's already an SKT Zyra. Stand. Yeah,
1: for, for Bang, I guess I would go with the Djinn. I think Jin would be cool. I'd, I'd say Jin or Ash. Yeah, Jin I or Ash. I feel like Ash has enough skins. I'd say Jin just because oh, Jin, Jin's a good choice. Well, here's what you get: like Ash, you'd make more money because she's only 450 IP and all the new players player, and they could True. be like, "Oh yeah, I'm like a champion." But I really feel like they should save that for if Prey ever wins a championship like if the rox <laughs> tigers ever figure it out like, like if prey Pre needs to have the ash skin i know i know i know i know
0: get twitch. he can have twitch oh wait it already has
1: twitch yeah exactly so i'm just saying like it's, it's something just, that we should that could be pretty cool they could do something cool with Jin. can we just the only thing that really matters give faker
0: ari just give it to him i no. don't care that it wasn't relevant I like, like the, I like the joke that Faker is like, he goes up and he's like, I'd like SKT Ari, please. And the riot department says no. He's like, okay, I'll see you again next year. God, it's just so, <laughs> like, what more does he have to do? I think like, they'd give him Ari. I think they have to. Or the, if it's not Ari, who is it? I think it has to be Victor. It can't be, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say Oriana's not available. Syndra? He had one really great cinder game. I mean, it has Ry- he's taken rise already, right? Yeah. Yeah, we he had last year. Yeah.
0: I think it has to be Victor.
1: It'd be yeah, it'd be
0: cinder or Victor. I think it's Victor day one he uses it against Crow on the on the ladder. He yeah. goes, Kron, what's this? What's this? Kron, do you see this? Is this an SKT Victor skin? Here, I'm going to gift this to you after the game so you can feel like a champion too." Oh man, that's, that's- all right, all he right. would do that. He would right. absolutely the, do that. The too. Big question though is Bengi. The big question is Ben-gy. Italy, obviously. Okay, so you agree he has to go to Italy and just get the triumvirate. It
1: would just be so funny just for him to be like the one pick that I never played <laughs> and was entirely an accident, <laughs> and then basically single handedly won us that game in a do or die game. And saved our,
0: saved our yeah. Run. Save, save the
1: whole the whole championship like it has to be if only because you could just imagine Bengi never using that skin <laughs> like never on the ladder never in competitive play it would just sit there it would be Bengi's skin and he would never touch it and it would is be it, beautiful it would be absolutely
0: beautiful initial SKT account is gonna end the season the gold one yeah That's, I just laugh at it's it's like the anti diamond it's anti diamond it's something man I, can we. Speaking like, of things like, that are blankets, Olaf or, or Zach, right? That'd yeah, give awesome. give
1: him Zach. Zach doesn't have enough skins. Olaf has so many skins. Like an SKT Olaf skin is not going to surpass the butcher skin or yes. any of the other stuff. Or Brolof, like
0: Brolof, g- give it to Zach. I would. I love- still have I don't to know. flip a coin when I play Olaf between Brolof and the butcher. Yeah, I have to. They're too, They're too good.
1: It's, I mean, it's, it's a struggle that we all must endure. When
0: have, you know, <laughs> those of
1: us who have money to buy skins rest in pepperonis in my wallet. So let's see how. Why know.
0: do you do the show, man? So, like, yeah. It's literally, I just take any money that we get from this and I go, all right, right into Riot's skin department. Let's go, folks. <laughs> yeah, Riot, for all the things we've said
1: about Riot over the years, they really should thank us, I think, at the end of the day. Because I think so
0: too. <laughs> I think I think like any good investor, they should uh, they should put our name on a wall or a building or something. Yeah, like that. I think so. I, I I look forward to
1: Riot uh, publicly talking about that, our, our podcast and promoting absolutely. Um, absolutely the way that we promote their game. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about IEM for a, a quick second. Uh, mostly the fact that no one wants to play there, which is. It's Oakland. I can't blame them. Like, (laughs) wow, we went there right away, huh? Not even you can't even give Raiders fans like five seconds to prep themselves. You're just like, nope. You know, you mean the Las Vegas
0: Raiders? (laughs) Is that who you're talking about? I'm looking forward to that. Las Vegas Raiders, the
1: Golden State Warriors, right? Is that what (laughs) we're calling them nowadays? Because of the. Oh, God.
0: I love it yeah, so but, I mean, if it's in Oakland, who wants to go to Oakland? I'm sorry, folks. It's, that's, it's... That, that
1: is uh, unholy ground now, after Kevin Durant signed his blood money contract and they lost after the 3-1 lead. <laughs> like, that's just a place when all of North America's like, I'm not going there. I know what happened there. I know the bodies that are buried <laughs> there. I'm not doing it.
0: it I that's mean, the and... elephant
1: graveyard, Simba. No one ever goes
0: there. <laughs> and,
1: and, you know, we're making this joke, but... In it, it all reality, Let, let's just look. I am Oakland. Uh, TSM had a seed; they forfeited because of Doublelift's competitive hiatus, which I I want to be on record as saying, without any evidence whatsoever, that this smells like a Michael Jordan totally wasn't gambling and that's why You're he went to go play baseball. Super
0: this Michael Jordan gambling. I'm kick so I'm so in. Month. I'm so
1: this is that's my go-to. Cons- like super into it. But this is the one. Like it's a suspension. Uh, that could it's not a suspension he just happens to not want to play for a split but totally plans on coming back a split from now that's that's eerily convenient to like this a one like split suspension retirement
0: that we would see me. yeah it's, it's like a retirement
1: yeah it, it's just it's interesting to me i'm not gonna say that double lifted anything i have no evidence whatsoever i'm just saying it's interesting to me I I cannot imagine a player as competitive as Doublelift, a player who will, in the same interview as saying, I don't feel like playing in the spring, say, I need to play and secure my legacy and prove that that's not how my career ends. Well, you know, you could do that in the spring Doublelift. You know, there's this whole split. Like, like MSI. it's just a really weird, yeah, MSI. Like, there's this really weird disconnect between what he's saying and what they're doing. And I just... I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as just a thing that I would consider. Um, but either way, they're not going. Splice was going to go to IAM Oakland, but they heard rumors about what happened to the Warriors, so they're <laughs> not to go. Uh, Edward Gaming uh, got into IAM Katowice, so Aime gets put through. Um, c- Korean, it's going to be the, the loser of Africa Freaks and MVP Black. The matchup, or MVP, I should say. I don't know why I said MVP Black. I got into so you watching Heroes, Heroes, of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm last week, yeah, <laughs> which was we'll Maybe talk about BlizzCon at the very end, real quick. But like that—that's a matchup for the ages, right there. I mean, I—I I actually want to see oh, Nikki absolutely. at an international tournament, so I'm okay with this. But then Immortals forfeited their seed, so you know it's like who's left? Well, you know, I—I I guess theoretically, like Envious would get us would get an opportunity or Team Liquid. Neither of those teams have rosters yet. I don't see either of them participating. There are rumors that CLG don't want to participate. That's what we're hearing from guys like Styx, eh? Um, it, it hasn't been formally admit that they're not going to Gyeon-G or however you pronounce that. I'm so, so sorry, Korean fans. Um, you know, G2 at least has renewed their roster, so I might believe that one. But Unicorns of Love, is that roster solidified? I don't think so. I don't... I mean, I really doubt that they're going with Veritas for another split, so I'm going to say no. No, that's not solidified. So, Walter, after all this talk we've had about, man, wouldn't it be great if we had more mid-card teams in these international
0: competitions? What's happening? Why aren't teams wanting to play? They're burnt out. I think and you you put it best yourself in your amazing article on Esports Heaven. There needs to be a goddamn offseason. There does. And... Teams are burnt out. They need time to go home, relax. IAM I am means nothing. It literally means nothing except that one year that TSM won it. So, so North American fans could say that they'd won an international uh, world championship because TSM's won a world championship. Guys, you know that. They yeah. obviously counted. Um, That's how that works. I, it just doesn't count for anything. It's a trade show for for Intel. Um, it's it's like a kind of fun event to go to that. Uh, they have to work really, really hard on their sweep shots of the crowd to not show big, empty spaces. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, especially in experience. Oakland.
1: Like, that's going to yeah.
0: be... Like, it's going to be a great tournament for LMS fans, because I look at this and go, holy crap, Flash Wolves are going to run through this practice. See, you say that, but A, if anyone
1: can find a way to lose, it'll be Flash Wolves. And B... The only reason Flash Wolves can participate is because they re-signed their entire roster, which means I have at least one more year of NL to we experience. We get the IME
0: Flash Wolves grudge match.
1: Oh my god! That's what
0: I'm excited for. We get to see another exciting grudge match between Flash Wolves and potentially we don't know which side of the bracket they'll be on or anything. I'm like not that. sure IME is gonna <laughs> show up.
1: Like that's the th- like here's the problem, right? Let's assume that these teams, in a hypothetical world where we could put teams in a hyperbolic time chamber, right? You have teams in two categories. One are teams that would desperately need the hyperbolic time chamber because they were just playing at Worlds and they've barely had a couple weeks to themselves before this tournament shows up. Or you have teams that didn't do well last year and you know what they need to do? Get better players. Improve the roster. Practice. not And not at an international level where they're just going to be torn apart because, as we saw in the documentary we're going to be talking about later, when you just lose a whole bunch of games to teams that are better than you and you're not solidified as a roster, it does more damage than good. We have so much experience with this. What we're seeing here is that none of these teams are dumb enough to want to play at IEM, and maybe the Chinese teams will go because China doesn't give a crap, and their pockets are so deep that they'll just have a roster of 20 players on a team if they have to. Like they don't care; it'll be fine. That um, sounds familiar to me. I mean, it's it's just what ha- I mean. It's just what happens. Taiwan. I mean, J teams. I. I I really don't want J-Team to participate in anything. They don't, they don't deserve it. They play They're themselves a, out of... B- baby! B- baby! Yeah. Baby, baby, dude! He can retire any day now, and it'll be better for everyone involved. It needs... Like, he is one of those players. I You know, I t- joke about maybe six it's years is too long for some people. Baby! Like, we just need to get him to the farm up north. Up, oh! It's just... It's time.
0: Who else is going to be the AD carry for Team Taiwan at All-Stars? on obviously no because you want you want karsa and you want maple yeah so that means you have to take ahq's top laner ziv ziv wow you just forgot ziv and the support player which is all of i so no. so you can't pick from those two teams you have to pick somebody else it might as well be
1: Bebe. can we get green tea back as a support like cool. is that i know he's coaching like he's still
0: playing he's around uh, I mean, someone's got to be your eighty carry. Why not Bebe? Uh, why not the season two world champion? Why not Bebe is something
1: that <laughs> I feel like could be explained the t- to
0: themselves at the beginning of the. Like. That's
1: that's literally like that's the slogan right now. And I, I feel J-T. like it's a slogan, like you why know, not- w- with international politics right now. I feel like why not so and so is something that we've heard way too often. For Anyone to be but to. Bebe. <laughs> And oh my God. It's.
0: Anyone
1: God, that's. It's. It really is. <laughs> Taiwan. Taiwan is hurting, guys. Uh, there was a great article Obscurca did on it. I'll put this in the show notes as well. It, it really brilliantly broke down how Flash Wolves and AHQ may or may not be secretly owned by Chinese organizations, but at the very least are getting bankrolled to such an extent that they're literally killing their own
0: region. And that's before you know
1: we, what? Give, you know, go into the fact that riot doesn't. give If we give a only crap.
0: had four power regions, everything would be so much easier, logistic wise. It'd be so easy for for all of us to just like deal with everything and to like set up worlds like man. this fifth power region. Man, it's really well. It's look, really kind how about like, this? A kick in the tukas. We'll like, it's not
1: great. We'll do a power regions. that will be the four power regions will be the four regions that have ever made it to a world finals. That's what we'll do. It'll be the four regions that have ever proven they could get to a world finals. And North America just won't be a power region anymore because they've never done it. Taiwan's won a championship. Europe's won a championship. China's at least made it to two finals. It'll be perfect.
0: It'll be the, it'll be the regions that matter. So, so I have some names that would like to disagree with you. I'm gonna start with uh, Diesel, Big Shactus. Uh, I'm gonna say A Rod. I'm gonna say the dude who was the executive producer for pretty much every Adam Sandler movie ever. Uh, I'm gonna say like five NBA teams now. Um, Rick Fox. How about the fact that riots um,
1: located in North America? How about it's that? Located.
0: It's, yeah, like in Santa Monica. Like I Ivy- mean. I'm just saying. I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of money in North America. Like it's weird. It's, it's weird that there's like all this money just kind of like dangling around the outskirts of North America. I th- I think they buy their way in as a major region. I think Korea has the the uh the gumption to be like we're the best region in the world. They yeah. get to be a power region. Uh China gets to pay their way into being a major region. Yeah. And then it comes down to Europe and, and, and Taiwan, and Europe goes, Well, we were one of the first two servers unlocked, so Yeah. Look, I don't I, see Taiwan's case here for being a major region. I mean, yeah, well, I, I understand
1: how the logistics go. And this is why articles like Obscuricus are so important, because people like you will never give a damn about the LMS until we I point see. out, hey, how screwed up is this and how easy is it to fix? Oh, it's really screwed up and really easy to fix. We just need to have someone to give a crap. And we have an organization that supposedly should and is actively choosing not to time and time again. Huh. Huh. That's all. Look, we could have five power regions if Riot wanted to. I'm not again, I'm going to go conspiracy theory here. I I think Riot agrees with you. I think Riot thinks it will be more convenient if they had four power regions. I agree. I I think that's I think they genuinely might think that way. Let me there put it you this way. Riot's new director of esports, Walter C. Spencer. Let me put it this way: You know how many? I, I reported on this when I wrote about these problems back in May, and I didn't know the scope that Obscurica revealed. Back, you know nowadays, because I mean, these details are still coming out, and I'm sure there's even more that's going to be even more terrifying. You know how many people are part of Riot Taiwan's esports department? is Not like two. One. Like, uh, there is one guy. The one. entire esports department. Is one guy. <laughs> I don't need to say anything else. Like, I. Riot doesn't care. I care. And if you care, read Obscurica's article and tell Riot that they should care because we can have five power regions if we want to, if we actively make steps to do it. It is possible. So, and it's going to be up to people giving a crap. So, but so the in the TL; meantime, DR I have to watch that section. In the, in the meantime, I have to watch Flash Wolves somehow blow it because that's what Flash Wolves <laughs> do in tournaments. Because they're burnt out and they don't care. And I have to watch NL for another year on it, you know, just tear this team
0: down. And I have to no, hope. No, they're that, not playing with. Here's your shining grace. NL is not the starting 80 carry at this tournament. It's double red.
1: Oh, my God.
0: That's, you missed this news, didn't you? I did. NL NL is uh, NL is moving to like he he understands he's an issue and he's reevaluating his position within the organization. And for IAM Oakland, they're using Double Red, who is the eighty carry on like their their youth team essentially. Yes. So you get a new eighty carry. They do carry. have a sister
1: team. Yeah. It's funny. He's the only person announced on Esportspedia. Every other roster spot is left Esports wide open. Wiki. Esports wiki. Esports wikis, Oh, folks.
0: my God. Esports wikis. We're going to be using esports wikis on the Rough Drafts podcast. Esports wikis. Esports wikis.
1: I, I, this is the second time I've done this in like – This four is. Up. I'm slipping, man. I, I need esports. to go into retirement. That's what I'm learning here. <laughs> I swear to God. This is not going – I mean, look, esports wikis. Screw. How about this? I'll make up for it. Can we just say how rewarding it was to see River just – Completely decimate esportspedia in their AMA. Like, is that the comment? I'll put that in the show notes. Like, that is that is Whew. the comment of legends right there. Whew.
0: Whew. There was so it was, much shade it was that so- I think it caused another ice age. Like, I am not joking. That was, that was, see, this is what happens when we don't talk or do a podcast for like two and a half weeks. Right. It's out on all this news. It was beautiful.
1: I loved it so Gorgeous. much. Esports Wikis is the supreme esportspedia can go screw themselves i'd say harsher things but i'm we still have sponsors so (laughs) i'll just keep it there i i mean really it's esports wikis is great and that is the one player that they have is double red and i now remember him they have literally gotten rid of everyone on their flash husky team other than Betty and Warhorse are the two that are now considered active players on that team. The Isn't rest Warhorse all- their coach. What? Isn't Warhorse a coach?: Yeah, Warhorse is their coach. He's also a sub toplater for Flash Husky. Well, because their top leader went on to be a coach, I forget where, and the other three left for team Mist, which, if you follow Taiwan, you know, are not good. So, go, go team. This, is, this has been a depressing segment.
0: Can we move forward? Basically, the TLDR on this Spider. segment is that Chase still doesn't know what website wiki that we use. <laughs> uh, IEM is terrible and is a waste of time and nobody cares about it, except gamblers like me who's going to gamble on it. Yeah. And no one cares about the LMS, which is a reoccurring theme on this show because I speak for everyone <laughs> and I don't care about the LMS. Good and Chase God. doesn't care about the LMS because I speak for everyone, and I speak for Chase because Chase is part of everyone. So there we go. That's a TLDR. Oh of the last man! Minutes.
1: Yeah. Look. Now we get to move to the good, good stuff. Yeah. Here we go. This is well, what this is the reason we're doing a podcast. Because let, let's be clear here, uh, well, we're not doing it because of the finals. Because the I mean the finals. I'm glad we talked about it. We ended up okay. having more to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. It just it wasn't okay. Box versus SKT. That was the real finals. But it was a good. It was finals. You know. It was With fun. Some- um, You know, and we, and we didn't come on to talk about IEM, which has just become a, a disaster area. We certainly didn't come on to teach me the difference between esports wikis and esportspedia. Esports Absolutely wikis. Enough. I'm going to say esports wikis to myself five times in front of a mirror every day until I get it right. You need to write just...
0: lines now. You have to write lines. Esports I... wikis is the best esport wiki page. Esports wikis.
1: I mean, I have it auto corrected my thing. So even if I accidentally typed in the wrong name, it would go to Esports Wiki. So it's fine. There you go. E- everything is fine. Uh, you know what it's not fine for? Uh, Team Liquid. Everything is not fine for Team Liquid. I'm going to go out on a limb. Uh, breaking Point starts the documentary with a horse collapsing yes! underwater, breaking apart into pieces. Yes!
0: I'm so glad you noticed that. That's literally the first thing that I put on my notes. <laughs> was why is this horse breaking apart underwater oh god (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) blue blue horse is literally their mascot and well done damien estrada
1: yeah shout out to damien first of all shout out to damien because he was the one person who didn't give us a whole bunch of crap when we accidentally uh confused uh who was it we screwed up Conquan and smoothie. Conquan and smoothie. He was the only one who said, "Ah, that's you know, I understand. You know, you're wrong, but I understand that you made a mistake and it's okay." Um yeah. So shout out to him for that, and shout out for an, uh, an amazing documentary. I I want to I want to go out and and say that that was the best esports documentary I've watched. Um, I actually I invited my friend Sarah over who lives in Seattle. She watched it with me. She does not follow esports, and she thought it was interesting. I get to pass on her thoughts today. And I think, the one, I think we can all agree on one thing, which is that LocoDoco should not be a League of Legends head coach. Like, even knowing nothing about the game, that was the conclusion that she came to.
0: LocoDoco is a man-child, oh which is kind God. of funny because he's like 23, well, 24, 25. He's like my age, but he, he lacks... His lack of maturity and tact is unsurprising from the guy who, in an interview... Wanted to snort cocaine off of J Dong's erect penis. I was gonna. Dong, thank you for bringing that up. J Dong is now the retired StarCraft II player uh, Zerg player. So you're saying he's cocaine. available? He's so. like he's
1: around if Loco Doco wants to give him a call for entirely <laughs> unrelated reasons. Is that, what you're that was saying? not what I was saying. I was, oh, I was okay.
0: Some, I was giving some context to our viewers who yeah. might not know who, who J Dong yeah. is. He's one of the shout one out of the to J Dong, uh, uh, StarCraft II professionals. Yeah. In the scene, and just recently retired to go into military service. But yes, yes, this is coming from him. And granted, this interview was like four years ago, five years ago. Is very long time. He was on back on. I think it was Mig Frost. Still, yeah. Um. So, but it doesn't surprise me that Steve, in like the opening moments, was like, "Yeah, I put Loco Doco in charge."
1: Mistake number see, one. C was-
0: two immature young men going back and forth with each other arguing in in Dardock and and Lokodoko, like, it's a bad sign when you need to have an adult there to like be the the secure like the authority figure over your head coach. Right.
1: That was the thing that blew my mind. He literally, Ah. you know, I I decided not to go because I was going to to make some multi-million dollar deal. Mistake number one. That is the exact (laughs) Like mistake number one
0: was not going part.
1: The not going mistake number one. That's what he I remember that very vividly. Mistake it's like, how is that a mistake? You hire people so that you as an owner can focus on, I don't know, every other team you have in your organization.
0: But, but Chase, let's not let's not forget that Loco Doco wasn't originally supposed to be the head coach, and the original head coach like resigned because hold, he couldn't handle on. the personalities, and then oh. Loco Doco took over as the head coach because he originally he was supposed to be a content creator like Mark Zimmerman, Ed- but then they both ended up doing things that they weren't, weren't necessarily brought on to do, so then Loco Doco was the head coach, and he never really came on to be the head coach. He was really like, going to be a content creator. and like How know, about this? And- as someone who was brought on to
1: an organization to be <laughs> a content creator... And then ended up becoming a head coach. Preach. I don't care. I look Preach. I look, you ask my players. I, I, I am not saying I was a perfect coach, but I never did any of the crap that he did in those days. The, the calling a player out in front of all of the other guys, the way he talked to Dardok in front of everybody, the way he talked to Piglet in front of everybody. And it's like, gee, I wonder if they might feel isolated by the fact that you're attacking them in a crowd of people. Rather than, oh, I don't know, taking them to a side room and talking to them one-on-one. You know, the thing that every psychologist slash coach in the world says you should do. If you have a team captain type player that you want to take on the leadership and roles that you were asking them to do. I mean, it's not hard, people. It's really not. He failed at fundamental levels of just Communicating as a person, let alone as a coach, as a person. Like, click, click, click. Oh my God!
0: Click, click, click,
1: click. click, click Talk about like, click, 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 <laughs> click, click, click. Ain't nobody messing with my. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I gotta keep the five rap fans that listen to this podcast going. So thank you for for giving me an excuse. The rest there. of us
0: are just as lost as my face is showing right now. I don't know what you were doing at all.
1: Kanye, man, Kanye West, get get with it. Get get with uh get with the youngsters oh. and all oh. that jazz.
0: I'm I'm good with my old man music. That's I'm good, I'm good with Chicago and, and listening to twenty five or sixty four. But, but getting
1: back to this, I, I mean there are so many moments. Um, I, I will say my favorite is when they don't even bother introducing Jenth before the final series. <laughs> <laughs> he just shows up at the end. He's like, "I'm sorry, I couldn't. I didn't play up to my level, but you know, I, I did the best I could." It's like, you, like you're not even going to mention mentioning Fabi. Like, I understand you barely acknowledged that Fabi joined the team. Fabi, yeah, no, they him. they barely acknowledged him joining, and the only thing they acknowledged was a coach talking about how hard he worked and how well he was doing in Challenger, which
0: eh. the new head coach eh. for for Team Liquid, yeah. uh, Legends Team, David Lim, yeah, who. For- he was the, he was the sanest, like, most adult person out of anyone that they showed. Even C, C, I disagree with a lot of things that he does. Yes. Um, listen, dude. One, you could have known that taking the complete hands-off approach was a bad idea because your boy Reggie tried to do that last year and that didn't work. You could have just looked at that. Specifically with Loco Doco. Yeah. Specifically, know. And two, he's a 17, This the scene that sticks out to me is when, when he is talking to Dardock, i think before the the gauntlet and like Dardock is like pissed and like yelling at him and a lot of people on like twitter and in chat were like that's not how you treat the person that signed your paycheck i'm like but steve is talking to him as a businessman right being like i have that i have to like make back my money it has to be a wise investment all this stuff like yeah Dardock's a 17-year-old kid that dropped out of high school to play a video game for a living. He gives he does not give a shit yeah. about your bottom line. It was- Let's be honest here, dude. He doesn't care what your bottom line is.
1: It was like, such a disconnect. It's like I like I don't know what he thought he was gonna get from saying, like, look, you have to understand, like, I put a lot of money into this team. Dardock doesn't care. How much money is he getting? And, and what are the players you're surrounding him with? He has to play with, you know, either Fabby or Jinth in these playoffs. Against envious, and you're, you're looking at you know Lorlo is slumping, Phoenix is slumping, Matt is completely lost, all of his confidence. Like I, when he go, comes at him, I'm like, what do you want me to do with this team? That was the same thing we were saying on the podcast when they were going into the series. Now Andy, what do you want me to do?
0: This this show, yeah. looks like an immature team. He looks like an immature kid. I, I never have disagreed with that. He is a trash-talking, snot little brat. But damn, did it show me a competitive fire in him. Yeah. There, that's a that's a young Kobe talking. Yeah. That's a young LeBron getting pissed off that he doesn't have the players around him, and that's him leaving for Miami to go get the players around him. That's a pissed-off competitor who wants to win games, who is doing whatever he can do to try and win games. Sure, can he adjust his play style a little bit to adapt for the people around him? Of course, Kobe tried that back in, like, 06, 07. But when the players around him aren't performing, of course that player is going to go back to what he knows. And that's, okay, hop on my back, guys. I'm going to do this myself. I disagree with some of the attitude of stuff, like, in-game, 20 minutes in, being like, oh, it's over. Let's just, yeah, I, I don't was like that attitude. But to be fair, I have that same attitude playing ranked. Granted, it's not the same amount of pressure, yeah. but I can understand <laughs> where he's coming from. God, I want this kid on TSM.
1: Look, he is the ultimate change of scenery guy. I, I I always make this reference, but it's it's a good one. like there's there There are two theories that we saw in this show that were absolutely proven. These are Bill Simmons theories that I have said time and time again. Uh, the first one is the two knuckleheads theory. You can't have two knuckleheads on the same team. And in here you had Piglet and you had Dardock. And they are two and, fiery of personalities. And Loco you had three That's knuckleheads. Three. And and let's notice this when you narrowed it down to two, it was still too many knuckleheads. <laughs> because this, the knucklehead was a 17-year-old who desperately needed someone to coach him. What I saw there, let me put I, I have a player. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this personal, right? I had a player, his name was Men. I, you know, I, I cared for this player very much. He's a, a player that I'm very happy to have worked with. But my God, when I got there, he was exactly the same way. You know this whole idea of like, well, what's in it for me? Why should I care? What's the whole point? You know, I, you know, this guy isn't doing this, so I don't have to do that. You know, but you know what? At the end of the day, when it genuinely mad, I pulled him aside, and I'm like, look, you're either going to do the job, we're going to find someone else who will, but I need you to trust me. And I need you to trust the system, and I am going to work with you and we are gonna figure it out. And he became one of the better players we had on that team. I mean, it was it was a complete reversal because I treated him with respect. I gave him the idea of like, look, I understand that right now your AD carry maybe isn't doing the best, or right. I understand that, you know, that game our top laner tilted a bit, and that's frustrating. And you can vent about that all you want to me, but you don't do it in practice. And you don't do it to the rest of the team because we need to keep team chemistry going. You do that to me and I will give you a space after every scrim to do that. And guess what? It wasn't a problem again. It, it, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was a hell of a lot better. You have to de-escalate these kinds of situations. And what we saw there was the situation just escalating and escalating and escalating. And it's like a horror movie where you're like, someone's going to come in and stop this, right? Like someone's going to come in and save this and no one steps in. And by the time that Steve is having that conversation with Dardok, it is way too late. Like he had the Lokodoko and Dardok in the same room. Like at that point, those two can't stand each other. How did it get that long? How did you take this long to have this conversation? And in the meantime, Piglet, buddy, I you know, I don't know if you were drunk or what, but I cannot believe that you had a professional conversation which you were rolling around okay. in bed sheets.
0: So so I talked with, with Barry Edelweiss and, and Risen Lazarus, and they both said that this is something that they've seen happen with... with. This is just from their experience. So I'm not saying this is any, anything... This isn't, like, a psychologist, a sociologist, anyone. This is just people that have dealt with those situations before, mm-hmm. and they've said that sometimes that's what happens when there's, like, a cultural disconnect or a language barrier, is that... Even Nick Swagasaurus, he started trying to be very, very professional. Yes. And he started to degrade into what, what they said was baby talk. So basically, you know, bringing your vocabulary down to try and get your point across in the quickest and most efficient way possible so they can understand it. There were two moments. That moment, why the is there not a translator in that room? To If you're trying to have a serious conversation with him, which that's about fair. his career and about him underperforming and not wanting to play anymore, there should be, probably be a Loco, a Phoenix, someone in there to like yeah. translate for him. It's and not the like cons- they invested a whole bunch of money into the player, yeah. right?
1: Like It's not like and, this has been two years of them knowing and exactly and the
0: what the conversation between Loco Doco and Phoenix during the... the that's actually during the gauntlet run, because that's when Arc Second was on the team. Yeah. During the gauntlet run, where it's just the two of them in the room... And there's no translator between the two of them. Or Loco just doesn't talk to him in Korean. It makes literally no sense to me other than everyone's like, oh, it was for the camera. Literally, they wanted the conversations all to be in English because they were doing this long-term documentary. Which makes sense for someone trying to make a documentary, not for someone, like, trying to communicate a point of, like, dude, we need you to, like, be a leader. And, like, we're not going to win unless you, like, tell them what to do.
1: You know, and and to some extent... I I will say this, like as someone who's worked with international players whose first language was not English, I would have them speaking nothing but English in the house because you want them to get used to communicating. And they just – learning a language is just drilling it over and over and over again. If you've ever tried to learn a language, you have to immerse yourself in it. You have to speak it. You have to get used to it. So I – I, I get why Loco Doco and Phoenix, because it was mid-series, the last thing you want to do is have them slipping into Korean and, and everything else. Like, I, I almost get that one. Mm-hmm. I do not get it when you're talking to Piglet. I don't get why that conversation's happening in his bed when he's already lying down. I don't get why, you know it, it, it you know, it just... The whole thing was just wrong, and... It was clear, like, Piglet's heart wasn't in it. And, you know, the documentary asked, like, you know, what what changed? What, you know, what happened? I I don't know. He was playing with a whole bunch of challenger players. That's really hard for a former world champion to do. And granted, he took that role. But if you remember the documentary, the reason he did it is because hopefully, this is the quote, right? Hopefully, in my absence, the other players will recognize my value and they will respect me. And if they do well without me, then I don't have that value and I will respect that. That's I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that's what he said. So what he saw in those four weeks was Team Liquid doing just fine without him. And to a guy who is a world champion, I can't imagine what that does to his ego. And no one from Liquid seemed to approach that or even come close to understanding that mentality. And
0: that's why that falls apart I have I have major issues with Piglet I look yeah. at this and, and granted they try to write some of this stuff off like oh he didn't have friends uh, blah 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 like the fact that he can't really speak English after being in North America for a year didn't try to like learn the language and actually be fluent in it didn't try to be friends with the people on his team like if I'm a North American organization I don't want to touch Loco no. I don't want to touch Phoenix I, or not Phoenix Piglet, Piglet yeah. I don't want to do anything with them and I'm I bash Loco. I hate Loco. I think that this has like totally ruined his career as a potential coach anywhere. One moment, I will give him his one moment when he mashes that keyboard after the CLG loss. Yeah, I love that in a coach. Yeah, I love that. That was him being fiery. That was him actually having an investment in what was happening on the Rift as his players were playing. Mm-hmm. After that, would ha- after double if. Died to crown in the Samson game, and they can't go take Baron. If I was their head coach, I would have been pissed off. I would have been yelling at him afterwards. Yeah, but that's the type of person I am. That was the one time that I looked at Loco and was like, "All right, I'm on Loco's side." I, I I tweeted out as I was watching. I'm like, "I'm all, I'm back in on Loco. I'm back in on Loco for the keyboard. I'm totally in on it." It's like that was the only time where I saw him emotional in what I felt was correct. Yeah. I, that was the only time I saw it. And and granted, like smashing a keyboard and being angry, like, and yelling at people doesn't always work, but like, sometimes I need to see, I want that fire to come out.
1: Well, here's the problem. If it wasn't compounded with all the other immaturity, right? Like, like Steve makes the, the, the moment, right? Where he says, you know, you and Dardok, you actually have the same problem where it's, you guys act, you, you feel something and then act on that feeling without mm-hmm. thinking it through, which in a player, I appreciate in a yeah. coach, you got to be able to... Private keep... moments when the players aren't around, yeah, you can no, totally private... do something. And that's fine. But, but then you have to be able to turn that off and keep your cool, which he never demonstrates once in this entire time. And I will say, this is the other thing I want to bring up when it comes to LocoDoco, just real quick, because we've bashed on him a lot. But the one thing I have to bring up, my friend Sarah noticed this. He would keep repeating the same thing back to the players who were arguing with him as if they just didn't understand it you know he just he wouldn't even try to reframe it it would just be basically the same phrases over and over and over again because in his mind there is only one way to view this problem and they just weren't getting it and if he just reiterated it enough and this is why like i felt so bad for matt because Matt is so clearly explaining, like, this is the problem. I don't know how to solve it. You're the coach. Your job as the member of this organization is to solve this problem. I'm supposed yeah. to be able to focus on the game. You need to solve this. Yeah. And Loco's just saying the same line back to him. You need to talk to your teammates. You need to be, you know, what does it mean to be friends? What,
0: what, what does it mean to be friends? What the, Loco, what the? God, it that's... means Loco. Loco, being friends is it, what happens when you're friends. Is you sniff cocaine you off of your I mean, off of their <laughs> penis. That's what gets to happen when you're really, when you're really, really good friends with someone. You get to do that, Loco. <laughs> like you actually, you can get. Yeah, you yeah. don't
1: actually get to do it. Are, 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 are J Dong and Dar, and, uh, and Loco still friends? Is that is
0: that the oh, meme we go to now? I I don't know because it was like a reaction. Like oh my god, that's. Jay. He was like, I, oh, I am or something. like that. oh my god, that was Jada. Oh my god. Like, fangirling over it. Like, t- totally <laughs> immature, but like five years ago. They like, uh, were freaking uh, uh, up the past. All, all memes aside, it really
1: is just this idea of it's my way or the highway, except he didn't
0: have a way. He just kind of would argue with people. He always wanted details. Like, that, that map. How about do, this? What, what do you mean? You have to give me very specific things so I could tell Tell Piglet exactly what you mean, and right. then would would speak in like wide generalizations, and, and then would say <laughs> the same point over and over again, and not be like detailed about it. Like he was like, "Oh, you checked out." The, the part where he's like, yeah. "Dardock, you checked out," and even though like maybe he was correct, and everybody else was kind of like, "Yeah, Loco's correct." Like, what you what, say exactly? What Dardock, you were kind of checked out that game. You're checking your phone. You weren't communicating. You. You know, kept kept just, like, ignoring calls. You weren't yeah. doing the shot calling, and you're supposed to be the shot caller. Like, instead of being specific, and maybe it's just that it was cut out, and we don't get to see that part oh, because... I- Damian's trying to tell this great story that is, it's absolutely fantastic. And I even tweeted him. I was like, "So was it by choice to not include many positive moments, or were there just not that many?" He's like, "Well, there were some positive moments in there. They just kind of get buried around everything else." I'm like, "Okay, so there just weren't that."
1: Many. Well, there weren't that. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at the trajectory of their season, I totally believe the narrative. Like, as some, yeah. like you know, obviously, like people like Sarah who aren't into esports aren't gonna necessarily you know have seen the narrative play out, you know, in yeah. in real time. But every single hypothesis that we made on the podcast, you go back and listen through what we're saying heading into week nine, heading into the playoffs, heading into whatever. We were 100% right. Yep. Every single thing that we just projected because we're on the outside looking in and we've been on teams and we know what this looks like and we know what these fights are and, and how they break down, we knew. And it's it's one of those things where it's so – Nice that we finally have this thing to hold up and say like no, this is really what it was like we we weren't joking around when we said loco Doco was not a good coach. We weren't joking around when we said that having Piglin and Dardok on the same team, like even though you know Dardok makes a point at the end of like you know, I'm sorry that I alienated him. Like, I genuinely believe Dardock when he says I, that. I genuinely
0: believe him when ge- he's like, I viewed him as, like, an older brother. Yeah.
1: Like- I And I believe, at the end of the day, that with a half-decent coach, he would have sat the two of them in a room, had them air out their grievances. And with I, a translator. With a translator in a, in a peaceful way, and that would have been dealt with. And you want to know how I believe that? Because I had two players who were kind of like that, and I put them together, and it figured itself out. It's not perfect. It's never perfect. But there is no reason Piglet should have been playing on a challenger team. There is no reason Dardock should be leaving before the gauntlet to go play for Echo Fox in a move that now it's funny because it never happens, of course. But, you know, we only know that in retrospect. But that was the thing, right? He didn't even want to play in the playoffs with this team. How badly do you as an organization have to have alienated your players? And let me put it this way. If, if
0: the org was like, oh, Loco Doco did everything right— and it's just these players they being did, crazy. They, they they made him out to be the bad guy, and I I did winners and losers coming out of this. Oh, okay, hold who, on. Who I, who I felt were winners and losers.
1: Yeah, let's let's go through. I mean, I think are, are we've made. I have, have our losers clear.
0: I have I have the entire cast list. So Steve, Steve, uh, Steve, I have in the middle because he gets this absolutely great show. This absolutely great H T C gets this absolutely great documentary. I agree with Thorn. It's. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Yeah, it's great. I will go that far. It's absolutely fantastic, but it shows such a level of disorganization in the League of Legends room and let's not forget this is also going on at the same time that they have this simple and and James drama over in their CS:GO team as well. Mm. So this just shows a lot of dysfunctionality in the Team Liquid organization. So so I have him I have him like mid-tier. Yeah. He's like he wins because the success of it that it brings, but it shows a lot about his organization that, man, if I was an investor and I had seen all of this, I would have paused before I bought this team.
1: I mean, congrats to the 76ers. They're used to dysfunction, so they'll be ready This isn't to go. the 76ers. This, this, is the, the...
0: this is the Wizards and Warriors. Oh, was it? Okay. With Magic Johnson. Mag- 76 oh, this is, is Apex and Dignitas.
1: Thank you for the correction. This is why you're here. Um, <laughs> this is the only reason you're here is to correct me when I Fact say, tricky. yeah, it's two for two today. Congratulations. Okay. Um, I, I give Steve a slight loss. I, I feel like you, you, you look at this and the entire time you're, you're thinking to yourself, where is the person who should be making the ultimate ruling on this? Why, why is there, why does it take until it's far too late in this start? like in, in a proper Context, right? If, if the company was being run well, loco doco, You know, we've had to suspend Dardock, right? They suspend him for literally a day and a half. And I love how they try to brush aside, like, oh yeah, we decided to, you know, he, he'd, you know, he'd been suspended long enough. It was two calendar weeks. It's like you said two weeks. The season's defined by weeks. We all know what you meant. You caved.
0: Stop. Like, stop, you, stop it, guys. Come on. Yeah, you ca- don't, like, don't try to bull. Yes, a buster. At, at the
1: very least, like you have that situation that was so bad that you ha- you thought about suspending him for as long as you did, and you did suspend him for at least three of those games. How is there not a check in a month from now? Like, hey, how's everything going? How's Dard Dardock? Have you yes. been complete? Have you moved down the list? Have you completed these tasks, the things that we agreed upon? How are you doing in this? Let's reevaluate this. Are you fulfilling your end of the deal here? How does that not happen?
0: Oh, it's, oh, I, I know
1: why, because they're too distracted by the fact that Piglet has to go play on the Challenger team because they didn't deal with that situation until it was too late. And I I you know, how is that never brought up? How you know, if we're gonna suspend Dardock, why wasn't Piglet suspended? What did what did Piglet do in the documentary that Dardock didn't, or vice versa?
0: When when this originally happened, I remember we talked about it and like the value that, that Dardok has, and they bring up the point from Thorin, like Dardock knew how incredibly valuable he was that organization. And TL played their hand too early. Yeah, they they were they were. Dardock knew they were going to be forced into letting him back in, and Team Liquid had to fold their hand. They go, crap. What do we do? What can you do in that situation where the opposing party? has all the cards. Either you don't play him and he believes that he is good enough and that your team is poor enough that without him you're going to fail, which, surprise, they were failing without Moon, with Moon, even though it was only a couple games. And poor I don't think Moon. they gave him a fair enough shot.
1: Yeah, they, they, they bring like, up this whole thing. It's like, oh, we're going to give Moon a chance, and then three games later. and wait, Games in which, by the way, he was not the problem. His Kindred yeah. game was actually pretty good. Um, uh, his yeah. Rek'Sai
0: game was fine. Um, yeah, he was like he was. He was exactly what he was in the spring. He was an yeah. okay jungler. He wasn't. He but he wasn't Dardock, who is top two jungler in North America behind Rainover potentially. Right. Like Yeah,
1: and, and I mean, Loco. Loco. Loser. I, yeah, Loco's a loser. Big can, loser. Hold on. Can I say one more thing about Steve, real quick? Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go I ahead. just just we mentioned. I mentioned last year. Uh, I gave him a whole bunch of crap for finishing fourth when they signed Piglet, and I I said I, I believe what I what I said was that it was embarrassing that they made this signing, you know, and they had to suspend Piglet last year. So they have suspended Piglet in the past. Mm-hmm. It's like, you knew who you were getting when you signed to this guy. You yeah. knew exactly what you were in for. And, and this is the thing. I refuse to believe that you as an, like Steve, as an owner was not aware Piglet's a super strong personality that we had to suspend last year, and that hasn't changed. Uh, he didn't do, you know, he, there are rumors of him not practicing very hard in the Korean boot camp. Mm-hmm. We've worked with Dardok before because he was on our challenger team, and we saw what he was like for a split during the spring split. Like, yeah. you knew what you were getting yourself into. Yep. And, and you know what? You knew what you were getting yourself into the loco doco because despite the fact, yes, I understand you were forced to, s- to have him as the coach in the spring. You didn't have a lot of time. Guess what? You had time between the spring and the summer. You chose not to spend it. You chose to roll it back. That is on you. The owner, the buck starts with you. There's no general manager that you can go blame here. You <laughs> built this roster, and you built a roster that was dysfunctional. And, in, I mean, and looking back on it— There like is a look, general manager. Well, I mean, but the general manager, manager is not the one who does the signings. It's a different no. type of, of yeah. general manager. It's, yeah. it, it is a literal manager when it comes yep. to these things. And you know what, Steve? Like You should have known. You, you should have known better when you put this roster. You put together a roster that was chemically impossible to balance. Mm-hmm. And the buck stops with you, man. So that's, that's where I say I, I put him at a, a slight loss, though in all reality – Financially, he's one of the biggest oh, winners of the offseason. So much. He so, so much. So who cares? It, it, yeah. you know, and, and people who are watching who are investors, they're not going to look at this and say, like, oh, yeah, this was clearly a roster problem that he should have foreseen. They're, they're going to say, oh, well, look at how he handled this. Look at how he made this great business yeah. deal in spite of all this. Look at all the teams. you know." So he's, so, so there, let's move on. Lokodoko's
0: is a loss. Loser. Yep, we said everything we had to say about him. Biggest loser? loser? Uh, is he the biggest loser of this? Yeah, he's the biggest loser.
1: Okay,
0: he's the biggest loser. Uh, Dardock, he's a winner to me. Yeah, I I think this cleared up a lot of. I think even though he looks immature at times, like it clears up a lot of it. It yeah. was bad. It like it's pretty bad, but it seems a lot of like seventeen year old self justification that I feel with the right people around him, the right coach yeah. that knows about mind games type person adult figure mature figure big daddy bjergsen i think he you know that can that can yeah. crack the whip basically and be like no that's not how you act this is how you act as an adult i think it'll be great i think it'll be a fantastic and maybe one of the best north american players ever he think needs he someone
1: he respects on the roster yeah. that's all he needs whether it's the coach whether it's a cap, a team captain and he's asked to be a more secondary guy that's all he needs very yeah. coachable dude and you know what I'll say this, the moment at the end where he talks about how he admits to, you know, screwing up the piglet relationship. Incredibly mature. A self-reflective. He's growing up. Guess what? Teenagers make mistakes. He made a couple of mistakes in this video. But guess what? I think that of the people that, you know, in the in this documentary, I don't think he made the most mistakes. And he was not he was called upon to be. So much more mature than we should expect from a seventeen-year-old, and nah. given no help from the people that were supposed to help him, like Steve, like Piglet should have been as the veteran presence. Which Piglet to me is the
0: second biggest loss. Oh yeah, Pig- Piglet's a huge loser. I do. you, do you sign I, him when he goes back to Korea? Because he's going back. That's what I, I think he's done. Is. I think he's done. He might play on like the fourth best challenger Korean team, but I think he's done. I, I think after you see all of this, how he's acting, that he didn't perform great while he was over here. Like maybe he has an epiphany being back around Korean culture and being with Koreans and having friends and everything. Yeah. But like, I don't see it. I think he's done. I think he's gonna think have, have a lot years, of. You know, on. he
1: he was sad about not having enough time with his girlfriend. I think he's gonna have a lot more time for his girlfriend now. I think that's where we are. Uh,
0: Look, Matt.
1: You, yeah, Matt.
0: Uh, Matt was the next big. guy. Yeah. Matt, Matt was like the next one that had any like long term screen time. That everybody else was like. Little chip shots. So. Yeah, I love Matt. I do too. I feel so bad for him. It's
1: it's really heartbreaking because all He's he like needs a big old teddy bear. He just needed a hug. He needed someone to pull him aside and he say, a "Friend, look, like I understand you're trying really hard, and I want you to know that I'm seeing it and I appreciate it, and I know that you feel like you're in a rut, but you're gonna get through it. It's gonna yep. work out. Give him a hug. Yep." it would have made his week it would have made his life like that's the kind like like i <laughs> his life I, look i understand that kind of like i, I don't mean it's it like literally too far. Like, i don't i don't mean it literally but that's like, like the kind of thing Similar like calm down it's, but i'm just I, like i i have said a lot of the same kind of things like i've been in a very similar situation as far as like just needing somebody to be like look i things are crazy I know you don't feel like you have friends here. I know I feel like, I know you feel like you're running your head into a wall. It's gonna work out. Like that would have meant the world to me when I was in that spot. And all I needed was someone to say that. And there are several people in this organization whose job is to recognize that and do it, and no one does. And instead he's just left being like, oh I do not I d I don't I don't know what to do.
0: They don't have a brain coach. You're they supposed have- to. No, no psychological coach. Nobody else knows how to like hear what people are saying and understand feelings. It's incredible. It's like they're all robots or something. They didn't have that psychological coach. Yeah. Shame, dude. Shame. Maybe they could have placed something better than fourth.
1: It's, I mean, it's in, well, they didn't even place fourth. They didn't even place fourth. I mean, time. look, and, and, you know, we talk about it, you know, I'd say the biggest winner of this whole thing, uh,
0: David Lim. He looked awesome. I, I still think Dardock. I look, I still think Dardock's a massive winner because everyone hated Dardock. And this makes Dardock look like a, a Let me pretty put justifiable guy. Dardoch didn't,
1: uh, didn't have a hard time finding a new team when he signed to Echo Fox and then was told that that doesn't really work. He's, he was never going to have a problem. David Lim showed to me he deserves to be a head coach of a League of Legends organization. What I saw was a guy who was so passionate about the Challenger team, who was op- willing to openly admit like, yeah, we were told we were going to have all these resources and then they're being taken from us. And I've just got to do the best I can and I've also got to assist this head roster because God knows doko isn't gonna do it. And
0: I think he was a winner.
1: I think I think he just I mean, to me, there was no one I was more impressed by as far as just sheer professionalism and doing what needed to be done. That and, I'll agree
0: with you. and handling
1: That'll... like I feel so much better about whatever Team Liquid roster comes out uh. because we have a stable person running the ship. I don't know what that roster is going to be. They have money now. We know that. But now we have someone running the ship who I believe at the very least, he showed an awareness of how other people were feeling emotionally and struck a balance between players and coaches and showed an affinity. I think he's going to be a good head coach.
0: Well, you know, if it wasn't for that goddamn vulture, Jacob Wolf, according to the hacked piglet logs, it could have been Smeb and Rainover. It could have been their roster. So, uh, and potentially Poe Belter and potentially Dardock as an AD carry. So, uh, yeah, God damn it, Jacob Wolf. Well, if we could have had Smeb on Team Liquid, that would have just been fantastic. Because having a whole bunch of Koreans on the roster, really, uh, that really worked the first time. That was a great idea. It's Perfect. Uh, yeah, Perfect chi- idea. I
1: mean, China's proven that that's the only way to go. I, I just love the fact that you've got this Team Liquid Academy team, right? And you've tried to grow that team for how many years? Like either you know how to develop the talent or you don't,
0: right? Like Season three, dude. That's when they started doing that.
1: Yeah. like Pro
0: and Team Liquid Academy. Like,
1: are any of those guys ready for the big time? Is Golden Glue is, is Golden Glue ready to replace Phoenix?
0: Nope. Do we feel good about Genth as an AD carry? I mean, he, we've seen him He wasn't even on the Academy team, literally showing up in the Gauntlet or in the playoffs, and Gauntlet was like his first experience I, ever. So, was Arc's Second jungling, which I don't think we I, I he was, think... but he was in the but he was actually in the well, that him as a jungler, oh. but he's been around the challenger scene as a player, yeah. as a mid laner. He was on that failed TSM Darkness roster, he's been on a bunch of other like challenger level rosters. Like, this is literally and, the first time you've ever seen Jint in anything competitive. Like, yeah. Jint gets a pass, Jint's Jint gets, a, gets pass. a pass.
1: I think ArcSec Second gets a pass, too. The fact that he even tried to play jungle. And wasn't the worst player on that rift during the series. That was my favorite
0: thing. It was like, yeah, you know what we thought? Maybe we should – like what do we really value? We really value like a good environment. So let's bring in a guy – who maybe in two weeks we can teach how to jungle professionally. Whoa, that's a that's a great idea, Steve. That's a that's a billion dollar idea right there. No wonder. What's it it's Magic Johnson to give you money for your organization. Just that is some forward thinking, man. Holy crap. This is why
1: I put it down as a loss. I just want to remind you. I, I did forgot not... about
0: that, yeah. God yeah, I look,
1: but, he was, but but Walter, he was the number one rank on the on the ladder, so that means he can
0: do everything, right? Obviously, he can play jungle. Like, there's no nuances <laughs> to jungle. It's not like it's changed four times in the past. It's like five the, it's, or
1: anything like that. It's literally the, a, it's the worst position. Like, at least any other lane, it would have been. Well, they play in a lane, right? Like, there's some supports that build majorish like, items.
0: Played, like, jungle synergy. Like, obviously uh, he's. going how does Ark second played fine? Like, he wasn't the problem in that series, which,
1: just think, which is yeah. incredible in and of itself.
0: I here's <laughs> I a question for you about Froxen,
1: yeah, god <laughs> damn it. But let's let's go through this, Walter. Of the five players that are currently listed on the Team Liquid roster, let's go through how many do you keep? Loralo, do you keep Lorlo? Yes, do you keep arc second, possibly as a mid laner? No, no, do you keep Phoenix? I liked Phoenix. He's another one. We didn't get a lot of screen time with him, but I thought he was a winner. I liked his passion. He, was, he, was, he
0: stayed like, out of the Phoenix way. He street time. Like, he, that was the entire thing. He was... I I make a note about it seems to be very uh, Koreans versus non-Koreans, but, like, it literally is Loco and Phoenix. They're Loco and Piglet versus everybody else. Yeah. Like, Phoenix is very, very quiet. I did like the passion at the end, Um, but we've seen him for, like, what? This is his second year on Team Liquid? Like... Yeah do you know what you're getting which is like maybe the fourth fifth best mid laner in north america like i yeah i I think you could have made a case for him top three in the regular season if if you can't find a guy who's gonna be top three who's gonna be like competing with Bjergsen for the best mid laner like yeah you replace him but or you don't replace him but like he doesn't like light a fire in my loins i'm like oh yeah phoenix is my mid laner i feel great about this I mean,
1: okay. if you, it really depends on who you get to replace him. It, yeah. it, I mean, he's, he's a very consistent piece. If he's your second or third best player on your team, you're doing – if he's your second best player, I think you're, you're a guaranteed playoff team. If he's your third best player, I think you could potentially be a finals team in North America.
0: Yeah, I
1: would agree. Uh, is Jynth on this roster? Oh, I couldn't say that with a straight face. Is Jinth on this roster? Is he on the Liquid Academy roster? There is the
0: Liquid <laughs> Academy roster. Steve has already said they're giving up their challenge. Oh, they're spot. giving that up for good. They don't okay. want to invest in it anymore because they haven't gotten any payoff out of it. Yeah, at no. least that's what he said publicly. Maybe they do keep it. Who knows? Um, well, if, if there's don't... this whole franchising thing, then you know, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jint <laughs> probably not on the main roster. Uh, it was a really nice feel-good story. Probably will be the challenger scene on some team, like some 5th place challenger team because he's just a name
1: yeah.
0: um, like I didn't see anything during that series that told me like yeah he's absolutely going to be a star but I didn't see anything that was like yeah this guy is trash so undecided yeah. but he probably won't be on, a, on the starting team I,
1: it, I would it, say that. is Fabi on a roster when the split starts he's not going to be on li- uh, Liquid obviously that bridge is burnt but is he going to be on an LCS roster
0: uh, it really depends on imports yeah that's that's the problem. Is where where do these teams prioritize their imports? Probably jungle and jungle in a solo lane is yeah. what I'm expecting. That's that's um, traditional. But we'll 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 see. Probably not because there's enough eighty carries around. Like yeah, mid mid tier eighty carries that I would rather have than Fabby. That's fair. I want to want to see how these scouting
1: grounds turn out. I'm really I can't interested. Wait that.
0: I want to find the next Fabi.
1: I want to, yeah. What's what's Europe's version of it again? I know it's not called Scouting they Grounds.
0: They don't have one. Schalke did their own like intermural type thing. Right. Um, but Riot's reasoning was that they have a number of, of uh, yeah. country leagues. Yeah, they do. They basically do the same thing that Scouting Grounds does, but North America is literally, US and Canada, there's not enough like there's not enough talent showcase. So that's yeah, why
1: and, and so. all, all of it's located disproportionately out west. Yeah. It's not like you have like an eastern. You couldn't do like an east versus west. Like there's no New York team yeah. that you could come yeah. together with. Um, does Matt stay on this liquid roster?
0: Yes, I'd say I'd say Lorlo and Matt stay. Phoenix probably stays um, unless he wants to retire.
1: And then you get a Korean. 80 or K- uh, uh, Korean jungler and does Phoenix still count as an import? Because he's been over
0: for a while. Yes, he does he still constantly Because he was
1: he's on not, Curse for a while. He's not grandfathered. He's
0: not. No, he wasn't. He's not grandfathered.
1: It was. It was one. Yeah, it was like right not, before the. In.
0: Yeah, he came he, in right afterwards. Yeah, but, but that's, you had it, to be it, it's here like for years before the like before the rule came.
1: Yeah. Well, he yeah. hasn't been here. He came one, like
0: right after the rule came. Yeah,
1: he's like a year away, I think, because he was here for season four.
0: Two years because they make it four year eligibility now. Right,
1: but he's was here in season four. It's been three years, at least two and a half. I know he was here for the summer split.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think it came over. Yeah, it was it was the, the
1: second half of summer. So, yeah, so he's got two one and a half years, a year and a half. Yeah, so God. summer two
0: thousand eighteen. Yeah, summer two thousand eighteen. He'll be a NA
1: I'm sure Liquid is just so happy about that. That's Sweet. that's yeah. So you got to get a jungler, and then you probably get. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Right. TSM's gonna outbid you for whatever Ada Carry you want now. So
0: yeah, you're you're getting. Well, I mean, Immortals can outbid you too. Like there's yeah, there's plenty. Apex like, I has. Fine. Well,
1: Dignitas has money now. I should say.
0: D- Yo, dude, Dardock to Ada to Carry was something that was leaked on Piglet's Twitter. So let's uh... let's please not.
1: Let's see what happens. Let's man.
0: just please not. Let's let's continue to have Dardok be. Can I? Yeah, I want him to stay in the jungle. That's. I, I'm telling you, dude. Him on TSM would be like, if there's only one player that I want to replace Svenskeren, and that's Dardock, and that's because him and Bjergsen are really good friends. TSM should run it back. I'm, I'm in on TSM. I, 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 no, I agree with that. But if there's one player, <laughs> well, they can't because double lift retire is, it's whatever. Competitive break. Whatever if, is going if, if, if on with Dardock. Like if you said, oh, they're replacing Svenskeren, the only name I better hear is Dardock.
1: I have a question for you. What? We we heard Dardock AD Carry rumors, right?
0: was well, a week on Piglet's Twitter. Dardoch
1: oh plays AD carry for TSM in the spring. <laughs> and then it's <laughs> a three-way place. fight. It's double lift versus Dardoch for the AD carry if Dardoch can't beat out Svenskeren for the jungle. And they just decide which two-player combination works.
0: I would I pay. Love it. I want That'd be a, great a reality show. Yeah,
1: I I want a day to day reality show. I would watch that every I'm day. Sorry, I
0: double lift, but you've been voted off the
1: ice. <laughs> Exactly. I just I just want that moment. Like one of those three players is benched,
0: and then immediately has to
1: go off. Oh man. That's that's the stuff of uh, of, of dreams. Um, this has been a podcast. I think
0: we're caught up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it was a little bit longer, but that's because these are genuine reactions. We yeah. may or may not have talked about this liquid documentary for fifty minutes. Which, it, look, oh, let me put it this way: it was it, an hour and a half,
0: well, an hour wait. forty-five minutes long. Yeah. Like, of course.
1: Please go go watch it if you haven't yet. By the way, cool. we should have probably started there. Uh, Damian Estrada again. Shout Big, out to biggest him. winner,
0: Dam, Damian Estrada, and yeah. one of GG Studios.
1: Sh- shout yeah. out to you, man.
0: Just absolutely fantastic. The music was... The music was what I expected. It was going to be, like, indie-ish, like, YouTube yeah. vlog kind of music. You didn't use too much of it, which I, I really hate it. Like, I hate that kind of music. Mm-hmm. It was really tastefully done. Um, it H- was HTC
1: gets a good sponsorship
0: there. HTC got a bunch of viewership. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, man. Damien does really good, like, in all of the content they do for Liquid. Uh, he, he, anything he does, he's really good at. Like, he, he, this, though, was, like... Creme de creme.
1: Yeah, no, that absolutely. Shout out to him. Uh, here's a question for you, Walter. Which was the bigger moment, sponsorship-wise, for HTC: this documentary or Steve's? Oh, hold on, I have to answer my HTC phone mid-interview
0: on the LCS. Well, as you far know as what? like actual turn profit, I'm, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Do I have an HTC phone? No, I do not. I have a Samsung Galaxy. So Uh, neither of them were effective advertising for me.
1: Well, Samsung now feels pretty great about that. See, all they had to do is get to the World Finals again.
0: I mean, I got this... I got this actually after they. One world's the first. There you go. It works. <laughs> so, it works, people. Congratulations, Samsung. It's, like, it's only just because I hate Apple products.
1: And, and this is why now Unicorn is going to benefit from the greatness of our podcast here. This hour and forty minute, we are now matching the length and quality, yeah. obviously, of that documentary. Absolutely, man. And, and Absolutely. You, shout out to Unicorn for what was a, a heck of a year. Uh, turns out that they're minus five, like five forty light against. Uh, Oh, uh, for SKT over Samsung might have been a little overstated a little, but it worked, so everything's
0: fine. I mean, everyone thought that was going to be a blowout, and uh, it turned out it was an, an okay series. So.
1: And, and you know, and we appreciate you guys sticking around for, for this long uh, of a show. Obviously, this is on the longer end, but hopefully it was as much fun for you guys as it was for us. If it was, you should go subscribe uh, on YouTube. It's uh, YouTube. Just search Rough Drafts Podcast. I don't think we have enough subscribers yet. We're so close. Tell your friends. Make it We're close. Just like the John Oliver video we had uh, on Last week, tonight, go pyramid scheme this. You get your three friends to subscribe. They'll get their three friends to subscribe. Everyone will be subscribed to the podcast. That's what we need. Um, Literally, though, we appreciate every subscription you guys give out. Uh, If you guys prefer the audio-only version, of course, soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts. iTunes, if you search for the rough draft section there. Subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. All this stuff means the world. I read all of our uh, iTunes reviews. You don't have a lot of them, but I do read them. and uh, They do mean a lot um nice. and and of course um follow us on social media uh for you guys can see it if you're watching on youtube for those of you at home i'm at redshirt king walter where can the nice people at home find you
0: i am at c80s underscore lol no matter how hard i try to get rid of the underscore lol that egg just just really wants to hold on to at c80s for some goddamn reason <laughs> It's gonna. It, it is interesting.
1: I. I don't know. The, no one can predict the. Uh, the eggs, man. The eggs just. No. They're just waiting for you to make an offer. How much is that worth for you to drop it? Would you offer ten
0: dollars to the egg? Oh. No. You got a hold of it? No. It doesn't bother me that much. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I just. I it that. was because just the other day I just looked it up again and yeah, like the egg still has it. F- fair hasn't, enough. has not tweeted in like two years, three years or something, and it was like. To enter a giveaway or something. So it's obviously like a botted account.
1: Yeah, at C80s, if you're listening to this and you're not a bot, please A, let us know, and B, let us know what Walter has to do to get the account. That would be great. Um, Um, And otherwise, uh, just stay tuned. There's going to be a very special episode. I don't know if we're going to release this the same day or the next day. It'll probably be the day after this one. So uh, stay tuned for a very special episode. And until next time. Goodbye, Internet.